As vice president, he supported the Trans-Pacific Partnership, which would have been a death sentence for the U.S. auto industry. He backed the horrendous South Korea trade deal, which took many jobs from our country and which I've reversed and made a great deal for our country. He repeatedly supported mass amnesty for illegal immigrants. He voted for the Iraq war. He opposed the mission to take out Osama bin Laden. He opposed killing Soleimani. He oversaw the rise of ISIS and cheered the rise of China as a positive development for America and the world, some positive development. That's why China supports Joe Biden and desperately wants him to win. I can tell you that upon very good information. So uh, Donald Trump's speech last night as they wrapped up the Republican convention, which I think uh, most people seem to think was a success. Uh, the convention in general, um, uh, several really great nights. I didn't think the ending of it last night with uh, Trump was anything out of the ordinary. I thought that was just kind of your average sort of thing. I don't get moved much by political speeches. Um, Laura Ingram said it was electrifying and dramatic and put a lump in her throat. So wow. other people have other uh, other opinions. I, I thought it was good. I thought it was very effective. I thought it was a, a great dismantling of Joe Biden and his record. Uh, like you, I found it overly long. We've had a couple emailers say, you guys are just addicted to your cell phones. You got no attention span. Um, yeah, uh, you can't give a speech for an hour and 15 minutes. Yeah, it's not that I, I was not entertained and I resent it. It's that I think the the stuff you say for the end gets lost completely because people tune out. Um, you were riveted because you're a huge Trump fan. And good for you. That's fine. But I'm I'm about winning votes. I'm about persuading people and, and firing up uh, people to go to the polls. And I just I think it was it could have been a little more punchy. But well, a number of the uh, you know the pundits on Fox afterwards that have been just given glowing reviews to all kinds of speakers all week long thought the Trump speech was just a, a letdown. After that, um, John Podahertz, who writes for the New York Post, who's just been on fire about how great this convention is, saying this may make the difference. This has re-rallied Republicans. Republicans have a reason to vote again after. But then last night said that was the worst convention speech he's ever seen. So I don't know. Wow. I don't know if I would say it's the worst I've ever Pod. seen. I don't know. I can't imagine who made the who made the decision to speak for an hour 15. I don't know how that happens. I'm just bummed I, I flipped it off at, at the end and missed the fireworks. I hear they were spectacular. A lot of good the fireworks, opera, too. The fireworks were said to be among the best fireworks ever, and then there was a lot of opera afterwards. None of this will make any difference. Uh, I, I don't think, I don't think um, uh, a half as good a speech or twice as good a speech will will matter a whole lot. You know, come uh, first week in November when we're when we're voting. But um, I just I would like to know the process. Is there anybody that can say to, to Donald Trump, I think this speech is too long, or is it just does it not work that way? I don't know. I don't know. I would like to know more about the process of preparing the speech. I know, generally speaking, the president has a, a list of things he wants to touch on in a meeting. Then he hands it over to the pros to craft him some, some eloquence, and they go over it, they edit it, they bounce it back and forth. But I, I don't know. Maybe you just there was a lot of things he wanted to say. If you don't like me, uh, uh, you know, throwing shade on his speech, maybe you will like this from the Wall Street Journal editorial board out tonight, uh, today. The Trump disruption 
His policy is record, record is better than he and his opponents have made it sound. I'll just read like the first part of this because I thought it was really good. When Donald Trump won the presidency four years ago, half of America gnashed its teeth or cried, and even supporters who who cheered weren't sure what to expect. Katy Perry four cried. Share was heartbroken. <laughs> four years later, our verdict is that here at the Wall Street Journal. He has been better on policy than we feared, but worse on personal behavior than we hoped. Whether Americans reelect him depends on how they assess that political balance sheet. I thought that was an interesting assessment. He's been better than even the Wall Street Journal hoped on the policy. Right, right. But they were hoping he'd uh, have toned down the, po- the personality a bit. It was striking how many terrific speakers at the RNC Zoom call, which, by the way, was beautifully staged. I mean the the whole the visual production of it was definitely superior to the Democrats, which you know they're the party of showbiz, so it's a little surprising. But kudos to whoever put that together. Anyway, um, it was striking how many of the speakers who were just absolutely terrific said in one form or another, "Look, he's a jerk." You know, maybe you don't love his manner, but it's funny to have that so out and 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 open among folks in your own party. But everybody knows it. Uh, policy, not personality. That's what the, the rallying cry is. Well, we thought the number one issue come election day was going to be COVID. There's a decent chance, I think, that the that that COVID is going to recede as an issue. And actually, there, I've got some poll numbers that show that happening. It's it's dropped several points in just a couple of weeks. While climbing the interest chart is unrest in our cities, and that could end up being the issue people vote on. Or there's something else that happens in the next two months plus. That we don't even think about. I should have taken a picture just so I could get the numbers exactly right. But Fox was highlighting a Gallup poll, I think, that showed a 16-point increase in people very concerned about the violence and rioting and everything. And a steep decline in those uh, unconcerned. And that was taken before Kenosha. Wow. Before the violence in Sacramento, before the violence in uh, Madison, Wisconsin, that's getting no attention. They had a horrendous riot in Madison. Uh, And I could name check four or five more cities, but you get the point. So, yeah, that is skyrocketing as an issue that that people are concerned about. So did you see the guillotine that they they brought out on the street there near the White House and then a Trump-looking... uh, mannequin dressed as Trump with a Trump wig that they put in there and chopped off his head. I missed that. That's a pretty uh, dramatic visual. I'd say. And then, uh, and um, uh, so that's that's pretty out there in terms of political commentary. Well, well I think um, given the similarities between the uh, Mar- the Marxists and you know some of the forces in the French Revolution, I think is probably pretty appropriate. But then I just read uh, across town in front of Jeff Bezos's house, which I got to imagine is pretty spectacular. They also had a guillotine and a Jeff Bezos character that they uh, put in the guillotine and chopped off his head. So why does capitalism exist, Jack? It's white supremacy, according to some PhDs. Right. To perpetuate white supremacy. And Jeff Bezos is a participant, a rather successful one in the free enterprise. Couldn't be whiter. His whole head's white. So he's, uh, by definition, a white supremacist and, and a racist. That's right, folks. If you don't go along with every chapter and verse of their doctrine, you are a racist. The word has changed. It doesn't mean what it used to. Anyway. Later this hour, later this hour, we've got to play Rand Paul describing what happened to him after he was leaving the speech last night, where he was afraid he was going to be killed by a mob. It, these, these are such crazy times. I mean, you can't... You can't... Um, uh, 
engage in a hyperbole about how crazy these times are. You really can't. I would agree. I, I said out loud yesterday and immediately regretted it. Not that I'm a, a superstitious man, but I said, can this year get any worse? Don't! Yeah, I know. I know. What was I thinking? Oh, well. So Rand Paul's brush with mob violence coming up in a couple of minutes. Uh, gosh, we have all sorts of good stuff. Oh, oh. Teachers union, uh, higher up, caught in a T-shirt. Very, uh, that's become very controversial. Caught in a T-shirt? Well, what it said on the T-shirt. Oh, okay. Yeah, okay. yeah. it's okay to wear a T-shirt if you choose. No collar? I say. <laughs> no, no. That's not what I meant at all. I should have phrased it a little better. <laughs> that and, and more coming up. Don't go away. Armstrong and Getty. Oh, boy, I was just reading about uh, what the Fed chair said yesterday, and it it signals a shift among the Federal Reserve away from controlling inflation and and toward other things. And um, after many years of uh, wanting to keep inflation under control, now Mm -hmm. all of a sudden, inflation, they're not worried about inflation. (laughs) Oh, God. Yeah. God help us all. I heard them talking about it, and and they believe they can let off the brakes and just get enough to prevent deflation and blah, blah, blah. Yeah. I I hope they're right. When the great genius, one of the great sages to ever stride the earth, Alan Greenspan, announced the end of business cycles, the end of economic cycles. We We know how to manage it. We're past that crazy up and down stuff. And then, like, the next breath was the... Uh, was it the tech crash, and then we had the 08 debacle and the rest of it? So, yeah, these, uh, you know, I know I think they're pretty good at their jobs. I'm not completely cynical about it, but, yeah, I've heard that pitch before. I have a strange question for you, Jack, my boy. Do you like coffee with a sandwich? I don't think so. I've never thought about it before. My dad, who grew up in the New York metro area, and I've known a number of New Yorkers and, and the, the tri-state area people who, 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 they'll talk about a nice sandwich with a cup of coffee. I forgot my breakfast today. My wife is out of town. I, was, I had to feed the dog and let him out, and usually I'm just running to get out of the house. and So I forgot to bring my food, so I had to get something from the, the lunchroom, and I got like uh, cheese and... and uh, and uh, what's a salami? Because I'm kind of a low carb guy mm-hmm, with mm-hmm. coffee. It's gross. Turkey tail. Huh? It's <laughs> Check out the podcast from last hour. It's worth it. Trust me. Um, it, it's terrible. Ugh, I hate it. <laughs> coffee in a sandwich. The bitterness of coffee needs the sweet balance of, for instance, the humble donut. I never eat donuts, but or a protein bar or something like that. Just mm. ugh. Salami and coffee. It's terrible. <laughs> so the. Uh, United Teachers of Los Angeles, one of the militant far-left teachers unions in the world, they represent the L.A. Unified School District teachers, was the uh, was facing backlash Thursday night after a photo posted on Instagram. So this was proudly posted, showed one of their board members wearing a shirt that said, Blue Lives Murder. Oh, boy. Secondary VP Julie Van Winkle, Blue Lives Murder. The post has uh, been removed since. God, that's incredible. Um, just, just absolutely stunning. Um, 
the utter vacancy of logic, facts, and statistics of a lot of these people's opinions. You know, Doc Rivers, he's an NBA coach, and, and I think he's a good man. Um, you know, how long is that clip? Yeah, it's pretty long. Um, he was broken up. He was emotional about it. He was saying, you know, we're the ones being killed. We love America, but America doesn't love us back. Doc, what? there are more white people shot by police by far. Now He's the son of a cop, I just feel like that. Right, yeah, yeah. It's, it's worth mentioning. And again, he's a good man. Um, and, and it is disproportionate by population, I understand that. But nobody talks about proportions when they talk about human lives being lost. Nobody said when George Floyd died or Breonna Taylor or whatever, this is disproportional. No, they said that soul was killed and should not have been. I agree uh, in in some cases with y'all 100%. On some of them, you're completely wrong and the shooting was completely justified. But the idea that it's black people being hunted, more white people are killed by the police in America than black people by far. So we're never going to have progress, understanding, communication as long as people are throwing around things that simply aren't true. And then you get to the mobs in the streets. I mean, the stuff they yell is just completely fictional, um, which is why they ought to be stuck in a jail cell, which reminds me of that those great clips from the leadership of Denver that are worth playing again in a little bit uh, if we get a chance. The, the, the Denver, and those are Democrats running Denver, saying, you show up here with that crap, you're going to jail. So, you know, Kyle Rittenhouse's name by now, he's the 17-year-old that was arrested for murder in Kenosha, Wisconsin the other night. He shot a couple people, still completely unclear as to what was going on there. I'm sure they're they're investigating it, trying to figure out, was he is he part of a militia? Did he come there to shoot people? Was he just defending property? Did he um did he uh, legitimately shoot some people who were threatening him? Um uh or, you know, it, I don't know. I've seen a whole bunch of different videos from different angles, and different people are different, saying different things. Aubrey Huff, I don't know if you know that name. He was a first baseman for the San Francisco Giants when they won the World Series 10 years ago. So unless you're a Giants fan, you probably don't know his well, name. Well, I disagree. He's played in half the cities in Major League Baseball. He's uh, good one point. of those well-traveled guys. And he's also gotten a fair amount of attention from for a variety of political tweets he's had over the years because the, he tends to run counter to most of... The athletic community. Yes, indeed. He's Trumpier than Trump himself. Anyway, he tweeted out yesterday, hashtag Kyle Rittenhouse is a national treasure, Ah, which uh, got a lot of attention. All right. You know, I have a pretty good understanding, I think, of what happened there. Pretty good. Not great, because I wasn't there. Um, There is absolutely no way you give a 17-year-old deadly force and send him into a volatile uh, situation like that. Well, whether, but what, whether it's fear or temper or lack of judgment or or whatever, it's just it's a horrible idea. Now, grown men defending property and lives, I have if the authorities aren't going to do it, they ought to. No problem with that. Yeah, but uh, I've saw the video from a couple of different angles when he when he got tackled and then shot those people. And I can't tell, did people tackle him because they thought a mad gunman was on the loose? Uh, I bl- or did, 
I believe shots had already been fired prior right, to yeah, that. He'd right. Already, yeah. right, he'd already fired shots. Then he got tackled, and then he shot some of the people that tackled him. Well, did those people tackle him because they thought he was like a school shooter type person, in which case I would tackle him? Right. Or were they people who wanted to, you know, uh, uh, kill somebody who's on the other side politically? I, I still can't tell what happened there. Right, and it's uh, and it's difficult to depend on press accounts of it because they tend to run in one direction. Um, it has been suggested that the people were aware that he was the guy who shot somebody. And so they were chasing him down, although yeah. uh, that's some gutsy stuff, uh, chasing after a guy with a rifle like that. Um, I've also heard it suggested that, no, the second shootings were self-defense because they were just trying to beat him down. So I don't know. I don't although know. if you think the guy's a, a lunatic shooter, you would want to tackle him and beat him down and get his gun away yeah, from then him. Then those people were in self-defense, too, in that scenario. Oh, oh yeah. So he, no, he could never claim self-defense if they were trying to apprehend him after a violent crime. That's not the way that works. Yeah, so um. that's that's complicated. And then to what extent were the police aware of him being there or encouraging him? Because I've seen a variety of quotes flying around that are either true or not on that, and I have well, no idea. he was with a group of grown men that the cops said, hey, we're glad you're here. Thanks for the help. They gave him bottled water and stuff like that, which, again, is utterly unsurprising. It is the most predictable thing in the world. And if you have violent mobs from out of town and domestically tearing apart your town and burning S down, citizens are going to defend themselves. I have no problem with that. He got charged with murder, which you and others believe was uh, an overcharge to try to keep people calmed down? Well, it might be. It's that first shooting that's the key. What happened there? The claim in the video shows a guy running at him and and then backing off, and the guy felt threatened and shot him, evidently. I don't know. I think the truth will out at some point. There's a heck of a lot not known. Armstrong and Getty. My feeling is that there is interstate criminal traffic being paid for across state lines, but you won't know it unless you arrest them. Otherwise, you just think, oh, these are the, you know, some normal hoodlums from a big city. I promise you that at least some of the members and the people who attacked us were not from D.C. They flew here on a plane. They've all got fresh new clothes, and they were paid to be here. It is a crime to do that, and it needs to be traced. The FBI needs to investigate, but the only way you can do it is you have to arrest people. And usually we say, oh, well, you didn't get hurt, so we're not going to arrest them. They were inciting a riot, and they would have killed us had the police not been there. They all need to be arrested, and I'm not saying forever, but they need to be arrested, questioned. They need to say, where are you staying? And the the bills need to be subpoenaed by a judge to say, who paid for your bill? How did you get here on a plane and staying in a fancy hotel, and yet you're acting like a criminal? Something's going on here, and it's much bigger than people think. That's the most libertarian guy we've got in our federal government, perhaps. Wanting to arrest people, and I think he's right, to try to figure out what the hell's going on. And there's nothing he said that is incorrect. It's known how these anarchist uh, Marxist groups organize and how they keep themselves disorganized on purpose so they can cover their tracks. But it's it's beyond question. We didn't say who that was. That's Rand Paul, senator from Kentucky, 
well-known libertarian, you know, personal freedom, liberty sort of guy, but he was uh, he's not just talking about violence in cities for the heck of it. He and his his family uh, nearly attacked last night, leaving the speech. Yeah, they were leaving the president's speech and were surrounded by a mob that quickly grew, and he will describe it for you here, but uh, the number of police was, I mean, it might have been half a dozen? It was a very that sounds high. It really, yeah, yeah. It was it was a very small number of police, and there was violence in the air, extremely threatening. Uh, here's Rand Paul. And then we say we'll get an Uber to go all the way back where we came from, and we wanted to be dropped off at the hotel. But as we got close to it, the streets were blocked, and no one would let us through. And what happened is there was two blocks, and I regret that I made this decision, but I said we're going to walk the two blocks. We walked one block. But as we walked one block, we could see some police in the distance, but we also saw a mob of about 30 people marching and yelling. They all of a sudden saw me right as we got to the policeman, fortunately, or I don't think we'd have survived. We got to the policeman, and I, the policeman I don't think recognized me, and as they came closer, they were shouting my name, and the crowd doubled to 60, mm-hmm. and then it doubled again to 120. And as they were surrounding us, and it got closer and closer, and everybody kept pushing back, the policemen were forming a, a barricade with their bodies. I whispered to the policemen, they know who I am. You've got to get reinforcements. It's going to get worse. He called for reinforcements, but we didn't get any reinforcements. We waited, but the crowd was getting bigger and bigger and pushing in. Uh, there were yelling threats. They were trying to push the police over to get to me. They were grabbing at us. And it got worse and worse and worse. And then finally, we decided to make a move. I said, we've, we've got to move. If there's not going to be reinforcements, we have to try to get to the hotel, which was another block. And they were shouting threats, you know, to us, to, to kill us, to hurt us. But they're also threat saying, shout, shouting, say her name, Breonna Taylor. And it's like, you couldn't reason with this mob, but I'm actually the author of the Breonna Taylor law to end no-knock raids. So the irony is lost on these idiots that they're trying to kill the person who's actually trying to get rid of no-knock raids. And they were shouting and screaming and just, it really, these people were unhinged. Yeah, and Rand Paul tweeted out uh, this morning that um, he thanks the police for literally saving our lives from a crazed mob. So he feels like he and his wife's lives were at risk there. Well, it's entirely possible. I can't tell you how many videos I've watched from your usual suspect cities and and some others like Madison and and, uh, and, and, uh, Sacramento, California, whatever, where people are getting beat down by these mobs. I mean, it happens routinely. It's also worth mentioning, and I've been in contact with uh, some friends and contacts in law enforcement, um, that in a lot of these cities, you have the protesters who, whether you agree with them or disagree with them, are exercising their First Amendment rights, and they're peaceful, zero problems. They're model Americans. God bless them. I may disagree with you, but I will defend your right to uh, to, to protest. Um Then you've got the anarchist Marxists who are there to hurt, do damage, to burn, to vandalize, and want to kill the cops. There is some overlap, but not a lot. Probably not a lot. Not a lot. You you know, in any organization, you've got a certain percentage of them that are more militant than they ought to be. I mean, hell, I, I get together with people who think like me, and there's a certain percentage of people I think, you're nuts. (laughs) <laughs> um, I mean, it's, it's true. Of, it's true of any crowd of human beings. Um, but and, and a number of folks have made the point more eloquently than me. You got protesters. Then you have criminals. 
and we have to treat the criminals like they're criminals. Well, we've been saying it for a long time. I don't want this to happen. I really don't want this to happen. But a cop, a politician, somebody's going to get killed. Oh, yeah. And then people will understand, oh, okay, there's some violent mobs about, apparently. Right. There have been a number of people killed in these riots so far, but it hasn't been what you'd call an assassination. Right. Um, it's just violence or, you know, just your regular sorts of crime. But, yeah, and, and at some point... Uh, and putting aside a 17-year-old who should not be in the position he was in there in uh, in Kenosha, at some point, the lives and property of people will be threatened, and they're not the people who are going to take it. And they will defend their lives and their stuff with deadly force. And if the authorities, and I'm looking at you, Democrat mayors of, of blue cities, if you don't get control of this, the people will, and you will really hate the results of that. That's why we just absolutely loved. You in the mood to hear that director of public safety from Denver again? Was there another Rand Paul clip? I don't remember if there was one more or not. Nah, it's it's no. okay. okay. It, it's okay. okay. That's um, an extraordinary thing. And I'm wondering, is it going to get any attention anywhere other than Fox? Will NBC News have tonight that a well-known U.S. senator was nearly attacked by a mob? I, I don't, or, or will it just not make the news because it's, you know... Don't want to make the, the the people that are angry about police brutality look bad, and it's a Republican senator who says nice things about Trump, so we just won't cover that. Story. Yeah, let me click around and see if I can figure that out. I kind of have my back to the bank of TVs uh, here, and I haven't been monitoring the news. Um, yeah, I I have such low expectations of modern news media. They're they're so just biased and dishonest. I just yeah, I I doubt they're covering it. But I could. God, I wish people could be less partisan on these sorts of issues. Who's a a a Democrat senator? I can't stand Chuck Uh, Schumer. uh, Chuck Schumer. If Chuck Schumer is in you know whatever red state and he's fearing for his life because of a, a crowd of Trump supporters, I would think that is horrifying. You cannot have that. Sure, I'd condemn that full throatedly. Gerald Nadler. That's, that's not happening, by the way. Has anybody noticed that? That's not happening. Not only, I, I don't know, I, can you come up with an instance of it happening? It's certainly not happening regularly. No, no, no. Eh, boy. Well, How is the side that's being called fascist by the media and the Democrats not the ones that are beating people in the streets regularly right, and f- threatening politicians in restaurants? The anti-fascist group, no, they are fascists, you numbskulls. So I want to play the, uh, the, the good folks of Denver again, if you missed it. And if you heard it, it's worth hearing again. I'm looking forward to hearing it again. A couple of uh, black gentlemen, Democrats. Run Denver, Colorado. Well, they don't run Denver, Colorado. They're the the mayor and the director of public safety. And they are preaching straight out of the law and order. God bless America Bible. And I just absolutely love it. Uh, We'll get to that in a couple of minutes. Armstrong and Getty. I was just reading this article in Reason Magazine. Do you remember that guy that got fired for pointing out 
that statistics show that violent protests backfire on the cause? We'll talk about that next hour. Stay tuned. Okie doke. Looking forward to it. Denver, Colorado has uh, a couple of uh, gentlemen in uh, in charge of their programs, including uh, the first voice you're going to hear, Murphy Robinson, who is a Democrat. Um, the mayor's a Democrat. They are both black men. And as I said earlier, they're both absolutely admirable, smart public servants who are handling this correctly. I want your uh, uh, residents, citizens of Portlandia, Seattle, San Francisco, Sacramento, Kenosha, Madison, on and on. I want you to compare these guys with your local leadership. Actually, I think the guys in Kenosha have done a pretty good job of making clear what's going on. But this is Murphy Robinson, uh, Public Safety Director, Denver, Colorado. But I want to be clear. What we experienced last night was not a protest. It was anarchy. The people that showed up last night, the anarchists that showed up last night, bought weapons to the table. They had guns, they brought explosives, axes, machetes, and had one intent purpose, and that was to harm our officers that were there to serve in the line of duty to protect our city. I want these anarchists to hear me clearly and loudly that this will not be tolerated in our city. You are not welcome here. If you choose to come back to Denver, Colorado, to incite anarchy, destruction, and violence, I will assure you, you will be met with every tool in our disposal from law and policy that we can use to stop you. Effective immediately, I am suspending the command PR bond jail inmate cap I put in place due to COVID-19 in March. I want you to know that if you harm our city in any way, whether it's destruction of property and or persons, you will be arrested and you will be a resident of the Denver County Jail. We will also look at how we can help you be a resident of the state prison system and the federal prison system. All tools are at our disposal. Now I want to speak to you as a black man and a Denver native. The narrative that these anarchists are marching for justice of black lives is frankly false. How good is that? Murphy Robinson of Denver. That's perfect. I don't know why more people haven't said that. Uh, I think we're going to hear a lot more of that in in the coming weeks as the polls shift. I think so. Oh, I'm sorry. This is breaking news. Ted Wheeler of Portland just crapped his pants because he heard a real man talking. And couldn't handle it. Jenny Durkin of Seattle has just checked herself into a hospital. Her her entire snowflake being is melted hearing a leader talking. It's affected her badly. I, I pray for her. Unbelievable. Good stuff, sir. Well done. Well, as I mentioned, Reason Magazine is talking about... Um you might remember way back at the beginning of this thing, right after George Floyd was killed in the protest and everything, somebody uh, put out this paper, this research from back in the day that shows that violent protests are uh, uh, not productive. They tend to push people away from whatever your cause is, and peaceful protests are more productive. Well, that guy got fired from his job from pointing that out. Oh, my god! And then just got a tremendous amount of hate on the Internet for that. Well, then Reason Magazine gets into the recent polling that shows the steep drop in support for Black Lives Matter in just recent weeks. Huh. Um, People do not react well to unrest. 
it 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 it, uh, it doesn't take very long to where what you're riding for makes no difference whatsoever. I'm not living somewhere where I can't walk down the street or I can't have a business open or I have to be scared all the time. Not going to do it. Loot it back. Loot it back. Yeah, not really a popular stance. But and the wh- fact that, that the public officials and then the freaking media, you know, willing to call these peaceful protests, you know, standing in front of buildings on fire and calling them peaceful protests, which has actually happened, like it's something out of the, the onion. I mean, it's just, it's ins- I can't wrap my head around it. CNN is still doing it. And the Washington Post, in a shocking display of honesty, has a piece uh, today entitled, U.S. Political Divide Becomes Increasingly Violent, Rattling Activists and Police. Well, I realize that's the editor who writes that headline, but it ought to be rattling everybody. And it opens up with uh, this uh, Democrat couple. They're 65, uh, I believe, being surrounded and pummeled by a, a mob yelling, Democrats are effing idiots. Democrats are demons. Makes me feel angry that this is allowed and that our police are allowing this kind of hate-filled atmosphere to take over. Uh, Trump and folks are really pushing the idea that the rioters, the anarchists, are Biden's voters. And it's overstated. There is some overlap, a disturbing amount of overlap online, for instance. Um, but I think it's important that everybody, these uh, these nice old folks, the uh, journalists of America, conservatives, uh, libertarians, liberals, everybody, realizes, oh, I've taken three minutes to learn about these organizations and these people and what they believe, and that sure as hell not what I believe, including the organization Black Lives Matter, which we've told you many times, are founded and perpetuated by Marxists who want to tear down the free market and the nuclear family. They want Marxists to raise your children. It's They write it. They say it. They're proud of it. I'm not making it up. I'm not accusing them of something. I'm repeating them to you. And it does feel like people are, are starting to wake up. Here's a 17-year-old. Nah, that's kind of a tangent. But the violence is definitely on the rise, and the support is crumbling in a hell of a hurry, and I think it's a good thing. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And if politicians do the right thing for the wrong reason, if they're just following the, the polls, well, that's fine, as long as we get the, these streets under control. Yeah, one uh, area of life in which there isn't balance and perspective, there's just one side, is uh, sports. The the sports thing, I'm looking at our email and the number of people who are over the NBA boycotting sports, the rest of it, and I get why. Um, <clears throat> and I probably have a little higher tolerance for maybe you take the night off, maybe you have a protest, whatever, once in a while, it's fine. But the problem I have is there's absolutely no balance to the discussion. There's no nuance whatsoever. It's all one thing. And uh, on sports TV, it's the only thing you see is white people who are terrified of saying the wrong thing and don't dare even ask devil's advocate questions or clarification questions. They just fawn over the athletes or their guests. And it's just it's annoying. You know, somebody name-checks Breonna Taylor, terrible killing. Terrible. Accidental, but terrible. And then they throw in George Floyd. Okay, that's a little different. Then they mention Michael Brown, the same sentence. And nobody even has the balls to say, well, aren't there times when, as horrifying as it seems, the police are justified in using deadly force? Nobody even has the guts to say that. So it's just, I don't know. It's so fawning. So what's your what's your reason for believing the NFL is is not going to last a couple of weeks once they get going again? 
Oh, a combination of uh, there will be a huge amount of politics in it. So there will be a backlash against that. That wouldn't stop them from playing the games. But because of the nature of the game of football, there are going to be uh, COVID outbreaks. Because the number of players on the roster is so big, um, somebody will get it. So I don't, I don't think they will successfully finish their third week of the season. Mm. That is my prediction. Another uh, uh, heavy uh, reaction via the email, mailbag at armstrongandgetty.com is the email address, is the whole Jerry Falwell uh, junior situation. Yes, hot. He was having his Watching wife. his wife with the pool boy. Ooh, boy. Watch me. <laughs> <laughs> That's their pool boy? Oh, boy. I think you're going to have to do the skimming yourself. Uh, Dirk Zit German writes, So Falwell gets to indulge in his sexual kink and ends up with $10 million? That sounds like a predicament I'd like to be in. I have the first half figured out. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. I mean, getting involved in some sort of perverse sexual activity, I think most of us could figure out how to get that going. It's the $10 million part that I haven't quite nailed. Uh-huh. And what's there's a there's a wrinkle on that that's just out today. The pool boy is saying that a Falwell himself had said go for it when uh, they met at the party the first time. So well, yeah, well, the man, he, the husband, he, had said go for it to the right. pool boy. If he later ended up in the corner of the bedroom watching the uh, Stuppens, then <laughs> clearly he was in on it from the beginning. I mean, it's yeah. not like his wife brought the kid home and said, "Hey, what what would you think if I and he were a yeah?" I guess no, they're they're swingers, man. <laughs> It's the lifestyle. I'm guessing you're either really into that or not into it at all. There's There aren't a lot of people that are kind of, ah, I can take it or leave it. Not a lot of dabblers. <laughs> Armstrong and Getty.